Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, welcome back to uh, Wisdom and Stuff podcast. Uh, I'm Daryl Boucher, and uh, this... Uh, next few days we're going to be getting into a, a new topic and i think this is one that is um i don't know i think it's pretty important right now uh and th- we're going to get into basically living from a place of passion uh living from a place of purpose and vision uh, this is uh I, I think something that, that obviously the the world around us society around us tries to deaden our uh sensitivity to purpose and fa- passion and vision and um and so just just as we get into this, I just want to basically challenge us just to allow the Holy Spirit to reignite our, our, our passion toward things, reignite our vision toward what He has called us to do in the earth. Every one of us is called to pioneer something in the earth. Literally, every one of us is called to, to uh, allow something to manifest from heaven into the earth that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, and has never even entered the heart of a man. Every one of us has, has, has something burning on the inside of us that no one's ever seen yet before that no one's ever even thought about before and yet it's on the inside of us our dna carries it our dna actually carries something that looks so much like god that it doesn't it doesn't look anything like man at all it just it, it, it it's it's that that dna that we get from god you know, it's like different, you know, you get different attributes naturally from your mom or your dad or whatever, just genetically. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was a kid and, and, uh, I, I looked a lot like my mom when I was a kid, but then, and I wasn't, I wasn't raised with my biological father. Uh, I, I knew who he was and, and we, we would spend a little bit of time, you know, like, I don't know, once every several years together, but, but we didn't really have much of a relationship till much later on. Now, the thing is though, when I got older, I uh, realized that I looked like my dad. I, I walk like my dad. I talk like my dad. I joke like my dad. I laugh like my dad. Now, I wasn't raised around my dad. So it wasn't like I picked those things up through, you know, experiential behavior patterns. I had a DNA in me that was dormant for a while, but as I matured, that DNA came out. And, uh, and so the DNA was in there the whole time. And so I just want to understand as a child of God, every one of us has a DNA that looks just like our father. We have a DNA that looks uniquely like our father, that, that, you know, you can express God like nobody else. You can actually express something that, that looks uniquely like God, like nobody else on this planet. And, 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 and it doesn't mean that other people can't walk into it, but, but you're supposed to pioneer it. There's something on the inside of you that looks like God. And it's, we're not supposed to be those who just, you know, live in a responsive or reactionary lifestyle to this earth. Like we're constantly on the defense, like we're constantly just, just battling the enemy, you know, like, oh, swatting down flies, you know, that that's coming against us. We're supposed to pioneer the kingdom of God. We're supposed to literally allow heaven to invade the earth. We're supposed to be on the offense, not the defense. And so to do that, we're going to have to live from a place of passion. We're going to live from a place of, of, of purpose and vision. And uh, that's how we're designed to live. You know, of course, in, in Proverbs 29, I think it's, it's verse 18, it says, uh, without, without 
vision, my people perish. And um, and another another verses talk about you know that it, it means uh, without vision, my people wander. They just wander aimlessly, you know. And there, there's no r- direct path to follow. And a lot of times, people don't know what to do because they don't even know, you know, they don't know what their vision is. They don't know what their passion is in life. And they don't know how to activate that passion. They don't know how to activate that vision. They don't know how to get a vision. You know, they're like, well, I don't have a vision. What? How, how do I get a vision? And, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people. You know, I remember uh, just a couple years ago, I was I was uh, at somebody's house, and uh, there was five young men uh, who love God. They're, they, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And here these were, you know, aging from like 18 to, you know, I don't know, maybe early 20s or something like this. And uh, and they're, they're sitting there. And I just asked them, I said, what do you, what do you guys have planned? You know, what, what do you got planned for like this? Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't need any major life goals. I just, what do you, what do you got, what do you got in your heart for the next like five years or 10 years? Or I mean, what, what, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to see? You know, and all of them had the same blank stared you know, react response was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to, I don't know, work, get a job, do whatever. I don't know. Well, that's not, that's not God. God has never said, I don't know. I'm just going to get a job and do something. God is like, ah, man, change is what it's all about. Our DNA is designed for change. Mankind, I mean, my goodness, you know, I, if, if, if you've ever heard me speak, you know, ever, you've probably heard me talk about how much I see God represent himself within mankind when it comes to inventions, when it comes to progress. You know, you, you don't see, you know, you don't, you don't see squirrels. They haven't made a lot of progress in the last couple thousand years, right? They pretty much do the same thing they've done. They live in trees. They get nuts. They 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 build little nest things. They, whatever. But you haven't seen a lot of progress among squirrels. You know, rabbits, birds, all these. You know, all the wildlife. There's not a lot of progress going on. Mankind progresses. Mankind does things. Mankind builds buildings. Mankind, you know, it creates things and invents things that have never been on the earth before. And there, we are constantly doing new things because it's an inherent design. It's an inherent nature in us that we have on the inside of us. This is we are here to change things. We are here not to, uh, uh, you know, not to live in response to our culture or, or, or our environment. We're here to change the environment. We're here to literally create, you know, uh, structures and and ways to ways to communicate, ways to travel, ways to live, ways to function, ways to build business, ways to you know whatever produce things higher, faster, sharper, whatever. Why? You know, why do we even have a car that, you know, if you, if you watch these, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, like the fastest car on the earth where they go out to the Bonneville salt flats and stuff like this. And they race these cars. They're trying to break record after record. Why do we, why do we need a car that goes that fast when we know it's never going to be on the highways? You know, why don't we, why aren't we just comfortable with, with, if we know that the speed limits on, you know, we, of course we have some interstates here in the U S that are 80 miles an hour. So why do we need a car that goes 85 miles an hour? Why? Well, because we can do it. That's why we just we're 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 of that race that that is is God breathed that literally is designed to change things. And so when we stop changing things, we unplug from our DNA. For us to settle and compromise to a place where we just want to settle and just kind of hunker down. And I understand, you know, because I I understand the the allure of just being comfortable and just 
you know, that kind of that almost retirement mentality where you're just like, well, I'll just hunker, hunker down. I'll be with my family. We'll just, we'll just, you know, as long as we got the bills paid and as long as we'll, we're, we're okay. And as long as we're, you know, eating and we have a roof over our heads and we have, you know, we're all, as long as we're healthy and whatever, you know, it's, it's almost like that, that, that settling mentality is as long as we are surviving at a reasonably comfortable place, then, then that's all we can expect in life. That is not God. That is literally not God. And, and, doesn't you know, we should be content but not satisfied we should be content where we're not where we're not striving against things and that the, where we're not let me put it this way my situation in life doesn't dictate my joy level in life right i but at the same time i know that god wants me to constantly um be pushing uh how much of heaven can come into the earth how much this this earth is not designed to carry the earth it's designed to carry heaven the fact that jesus says in matthew 6 to pray let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven when when he told us to pray that that tells me that this earth is designed for heaven the dna of the earth is designed for heaven itself the dna of the earth is is to be a carrier of heaven that's why we get a new heaven and a new earth because this earth is not being used for what it's supposed to be used for it actually says in romans 8 that it's that it's groans and cries waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god because it's supposed to be under the freedom of children of god himself it's supposed to be under that level of freedom and um, and it's supposed to carry heaven. It's that's what the the earth design is for is to carry heaven. Now, when we stop, uh, you know, walking in passion and vision, then we, you know, we either get very very depressed, um, you know, because we we realize we're not walking in what we're supposed to be walking in, or we to to kind of appease our soul, we come up with reasons to settle. And we just kind of get into that lull of being, well, as long as we're good, as long as we're good, then we're good. And that is not God. That is not the way God um, has designed us to walk. So what I want to get into, though, is how to just re-energize that vision, how to re-energize, you know, just living from a different place than requirement. God didn't design us to live from requirement and daily obligation. Mankind is supposed to walk in dominion and authority. He blessed us, and he said, "Have to take dominion, have authority, and, and, and he literally designed us to walk in a place of, of um, not dictatorship, but from reigning and ruling from a position of love over everything that we're in. Right, we're not supposed to dictate and be be these these you know taskmasters over things or or walk in authority like some kind of, of dictator. We're supposed to be those actually ruling and reigning from the the throne of love and allowing everything to be reconciled to love around us at, to the highest level. You know, and this requires us to to uh, push past what the natural world knows or sees. Because honestly, if I love somebody. My pursuit of love is, you know, I've I've been on a, I mean, my love walk has has come to such a place of hunger uh, in the last couple years, like never before, and I'm so thankful for it. But my goodness, that that love requires heaven. That love requires God. It requires it. God is love, and love is God. And if I'm walking in in love, and I'm pursuing love, and I'm reaching for love, and I'm literally trying to love people like never before, it puts a demand on my on my requirement for the presence of God. I have to have God Himself because He is love, and without God, there is no love. 
there there can be a sense of sympathy, there can be a sense of compassion, there can be a sense of 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 empathy, there can be there can be some things that that people kind of view as love, but love is here to change things. God so loved the world that he gave his son. He so loved the world that he literally changed the whole world because he so loved the world. And I can't love people and not carry the power to allow change to happen in their lives. And so when my love for somebody is that strong, then, then I literally, um, I find no other choice but to walk in the power of God because I realize my sympathy for them will not change them. God, you know, Jesus didn't walk in sympathy. He walked in compassion. Compassion changes things. Compassion is different than sympathy. Sympathy is where you just feel bad for the person and you don't want them to go through that. You know, and, and sometimes people call that love, but it's not love. Love is when we're doing something. Love is active. Love is doing something that changes the situation. And so compassion is, is that, that is the, the higher level of, of, you know, like sympathy is the worldly level and compassion is the heavenly level where sympathy, I mean, compassion comes out and says, okay, let's actually engage a power that can change something. But Anyway, but we're actually going to get into this a little bit more when we're talking about just how to activate uh, passion and vision in our lives. In Psalms 126, uh, just in verse 1, it says that that when God um, set free the captives, you know, basically out of of Egypt, out of Babylon, these different ones, he says that, that we were like those who dream again. And this is the thing, slaves don't dream. The only thing slaves ever dream of is freedom. That's all they dream of. They don't dream of progress. They don't dream of, of doing things, you know, like on a daily level. They dream of freedom because until freedom is is uh, um, is is acquired, slaves don't even they don't own anything. They don't have ownership of something to change something, so they can't really change anything. So they can't dream. And it, and, and it says when when God freed us from captivity, we are like those who dream again. We literally can dream again once we've been set free. The the, the moment we get saved, the moment we get born again, that's when our dreams should begin. We should begin to dream again. We should begin to realize, because once again, it doesn't do any good for slaves to dream. It just breeds frustration uh, because they don't even own themselves, much less something you know that they can change. They they don't they can't even change themselves. They can't change their situation. They can't even change how much food they get to eat each day. They can't change, you know, what they what they dress in. They can't change, you know, where they live. They 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 don't have any authority of change. But when you dream, when you dream something, dreams are amazing because dreams activate your imagination and dreams allow you to actually begin to see yourself doing something. It, what I love about dreams is is in dreams you you tend not to question anything, right? You can have the most bizarre, weird things show up in dreams, and in the dream you're not like saying, "Wait a minute, that doesn't happen in real life." No, the dream just kind of accepts anything. The dream you're like, "Hey, yeah, look, you know, I was I was walking down the street one day, and the street was made of bacon." Then there was a purple whale that showed up. And you see, in the dream, you're just like observing and taking it in and maybe even participating. You're flying around. You, you know, I, mean, I, I don't know how many dreams I've had where I had superpowers, praise God. You know, but you have all these, in dreams, you don't question a, a reality that you've never experienced. You just engage with it. And, and so... 
uh, th- that's why it's important for us to dream, not just when we sleep, but to have vision, to have dreams. Um, when uh, there was a quote, and and you know, sometimes you know, I didn't vet this, so it's just something I heard a long time ago. So it might be wrong, might be right. I don't even know. It's a cool quote, whether it's right or wrong. Um, but there was a quote that I had heard one time that that. Uh, Helen Keller said. Now, Helen Keller, if you don't know who she was, she was a very famous, famous woman. She was uh, born uh, blind and deaf, and um, she, um, uh, you know, very uh, the Miracle Worker movie, very, very, very uh, famous uh, movie about her. Anyway, she went on to do a lot of great things in life, and somebody um, reportedly asked her, uh, "What what's worse than being born blind?" and um, and and she and her response reportedly was, to to have sight without vision. And in other words, she said it 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 it's, it's, it's she goes I would rather be born blind but still have vision than to to be able to see and not have vision. And and she's talking about having that internal vision to see things beyond where they currently are. When you have vision. Vision is designed to propel us. Vision is designed to 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 uh, cause us to take steps into into areas that we've never taken steps before. You know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit he he guides us into all truth, right? He he leads us and he guides us into all truth. Well, I don't need anybody to lead me and guide me where I've already been. I only need a, a guide where I've not been before. That's where I need a guide. But if I don't have vision, I'm never going to take that step. I'm never going to take the step to where I've never been before if I don't have vision. If I don't have a vision out there, and vision is cool is because what vision does, uh, vision, like, you know, just natural sight, you see where you are. You just see where you are, and you take in the information based on where you are. And you so you say, it is 80 degrees, or it is 70 degrees, or it's whatever, and I'm in a blue house, and, and the walls around me are, are gray, or they're brown, or whatever. And so you see things, and you're taking in the information, and you're, you're, you're just taking in information based on your sight, okay? And you could be concluding certain things. You can conclude, hey, that picture on the wall is crooked, or, you know, the, the thermostat needs to be adjusted, or whatever. So you can conclude certain things, but what vision does, see, that's what sight does. What vision does is vision sees where you are, but sees what could be not based on somebody coming in and doing something, but based on what you know is on the inside of you. See, vision looks at the at the potential of an environment based on what's on the inside of you. That's what vision does. See, this is why vision is so crucial. Vision is not where I look at something and wait for somebody coming and change something. See, that's not vision. That's just being me saying something needs to change. That's just observing change needed. Okay. But what vision says is vision says, no, it can be that way because I'm here. Because I'm here, because God on the inside of me is here, because the greater one that's, that's, uh, that's on the inside of me is greater than he is in the world, because the great I am is in me, because the Holy Spirit's in me, and because I'm a child of the living God, then I am here to change things. It's like, you know, Jesus, when he sent out his disciples, he said, you go out and wherever you go, you say, behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. It's right here in, it's, it's at that hand. It's as close as you reaching out your hand to grab it. That's how close the, the heaven is. That's how close the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is. That's how close supernatural power is. That's how close. I mean, even Paul, you know, he said in, in Romans, he said, don't say that you need to cry, bring Christ down from heaven or bring Christ up from below. He said, it's as close as your heart and your mouth. 
That that's what the spirit of faith says. It, it's believing and speaking. And so it's it's this 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 place where we realize that vision is where I see something, but I don't see it for what it is. I see it for what it what what's potential is based on what's on the inside of us. Praise God. And so. I, I want us to understand that we are not we're not designed to live from mediocrity. We're not designed to live from uh, just you know requirements and obligation every day. We're designed to live from vision. We're designed to live from dreams, and we're designed to live with purpose on the earth. So when we actually begin to get a vision, we begin to pursue that vision. Then that's what actually ignites purpose. That's when we begin to realize, oh, I'm here on purpose. And this is the, uh, you know one of the biggest hungers in everybody's heart is to find out the purpose that they're on the earth. And honestly, um you know, obviously, you know, there are those who have found their purpose, but most people on the earth never actually find their purpose of why they were put on the earth. Cuz you know, you've heard me say it, Jesus said that uh that just as we are not just as he is not of the world, we're not of the world. And just as he was sent, so we are sent. We are not designed for anything less than to bring heaven onto the earth. We're not designed for anything less than to actually allow people to see the love of God, to see the limitlessness of God, and to see the limitlessness of themselves in our lives. That's what we owe people. We owe people the love of God. We owe people, not, not from a debt mentality, but I'm just saying this, this is what's on the inside of us. And nothing will satisfy us but this. Nothing will satisfy us but actually allowing people to see through us their limitlessness. And so when we actually begin to activate uh, a vision, vision is, is so not confined to what we see. Vision says, it says, okay, we know that it can be this. Uh, we, we know it looks like this, but here's what it can be. You know, vision is what, you know, took 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 you know metal and made it into a car you know back in the early 1900s vision is what allowed the wright brothers to build the airplane and say you know we know what we currently have but we can have something else if we just apply ourselves if we just take what's on the inside of us and apply ourselves we can actually change the way that man actually travels and not just but actually their relationship with the air above us that's huge praise god but you know vision is what is what took you know uh um you know whatever calculators and made them into into computers and made them into things that can literally you know change the whole world by 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 amassing information together and and having the world wide web and everything but that's what vision does and right now right now each of us has a vision in on the inside of us each one of us has a vision. Each one of us has purpose on the inside of us. It's just been locked away and it's been hidden by requirement and obligation and just like the daily life that we've been told we're supposed to live. So I want to just over the next couple sessions on this, I just want to get into just some real quick and easy ways to unlock that vision, unlock that passion. Praise God. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your word, and I thank you once again for the Holy Ghost, and I just thank you for vision and passion, Father God, driving us and leading us every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.